today we're going to be talking about chapters 7, 8, 9, and there's, there's a lot of great stuff. So let's go ahead and get started on it. This first chapter is called Analysis Paralysis. She was telling about, Lisa was telling about how she was on the monkey bars and she um, could never take the next step, the next rung. And um, as a kid, and people at the playground would go past her finally because they realized she's never going to go. And so she would, they would go past her and she just felt so embarrassed. And um, finally a teacher came over and helped her down but she was paralyzed, okay? So sometimes we get that way. When we get to a decision, it just paralyzes us. And so then we never make a next step. We never, we never do anything. We just, we just stay there um, because we're so afraid of making the wrong decision or in her case, on the monkey bars, of falling, you know, of so afraid of not getting anywhere. She just stayed there. On page 79, she has a quote, if you desire to please God with the decisions that you make and afterward it proves to be a mistake, it's not an error. It's an error. It's not an end. So, you know, if she would have went on those monkey bars and she would have fell, it would have been an error, not an end. But when she stayed stuck on those monkey bars, so paralyzed by fear, she didn't, she didn't go anywhere. And that, that was the end, you know? She was talking about um, three parts to making a decision. So I wanted to read about that. The first part, she said, is analyzing the decision. Actually, she said there's five parts. Um, number one is trusting in God by placing the desire under his authority. That's a hard one, isn't it? Um, you know, trusting him enough to say, I, I know you have the best in mind for me. Which decision do you, do you have for me? Which, which way do you want me to go? But I trust you. By, by placing this decision out of my control and into your control, and I trust you in that. Number two is analyzing the decision. And we talked about analyzing it. You know, do we have, do we have bandwidth for it? We talked about that last week. Um, spiritually, physically, emotionally, um, financially, do we have... That's, that's part of analyzing it. And then step three is making the decision. That is, you know, deciding not to stay on the monkey bars and stuck there, but making the decision to go forward about something, reaching out to the next rung. And then number four is owning the decision. Deciding that it doesn't matter if I make it to the next rung of the monkey bars or not. Um... I'm just going to own that decision. If I fall, then I fall. And if I don't, then I just keep going. And then number five is trusting God again. Trusting God to work good even if we made an error in our decision. Or even if, um, you know, sometimes I feel like we make a decision. We feel like God, this is what God wants us to do. And then it doesn't go very good. And we think, was it the wrong decision? Did I... Did I mess up? Did I not hear him right? And sometimes I feel like God wants us to be right there. He wants us to not have made a bad decision, but to have made this decision so that we would learn something from it, if that makes sense. I think of um, years and years and years ago, we bought something on eBay and we, we 
we messed we didn't mess up we didn't we didn't bid enough okay so we got a second chance offer and i don't know if you remember that scam of second chance offers but we didn't know about it and so we took the second chance offer we sent the money through um western union or whatever it was and we thought we were making the right decision and we got scammed we were out you know we were a year we were married a year or something and we got scammed and we lost thousands of dollars to this scammer and you know we we trusted god we analyzed everything we made it the decision to buy this lawnmower and the hard part was owning it you know we were kind of like what god did you let us down did you let us down but really it was our decision and we made it and it was the wrong one or maybe it wasn't the wrong one but we lost a lot of money and but the fifth part of this decision making process is trusting god to work good even from the not so good parts we learned a lot from that like a lot from that and had we not learned a lot from that how many other bad decisions would have we made so trusting God, you know, the evidence of whether or not we're trusting him is where we focus, where we place our focus. Have you ever thought about that? If we, if we trust him with that bad decision that we made about the mower, if we were focusing on, you know what, I think that this is what God wanted us to do and we accept the bad, you know, that came from that decision, it, it all has to do with focusing on him. If we focus on him and have a bad decision, then then we then we're focused on him to know that our lesson that we learned through it was something he wanted us to learn. Does that make sense? Um, if I'm just trusting myself, I'll stare at all the possible ways that I failed. But if I'm trusting God, I'll look at it differently. I'll look at it as what lessons did God have for me in that? And I just love this whole chapter. Um, if you haven't read it, if you've um, gotten behind or something, make sure you go back and read it. She talks about fear. You know, the fear of making any decision. Fear of the unknown. Fear of failure. Fear of getting hurt. Fear of what others will think of us. Fear of rejection. Fear of making the wrong decision. Fear of failing. Um, you know, again, we want to please God with our decisions. But sometimes we have to trust him. We have to show we're trusting him and just make a decision. And then, you know, accept, trust him to work, even if it wasn't the right one. There's no perfect decision. This is on page 86. There's no perfect decision, only the perfectly surrendered decision to press through our fears and to know that God is working in us to bring good through us. There is no perfect decision. And there's such a freedom that we have when we realize that there's no perfect decision. That even if we make the exact right one, there might be some setbacks and there might be some lessons, some hard stuff that God wants us to learn through that. So um, I want to read again on page 91. If your heart and mind are aligned in the direction of God, you don't have to agonize to the point of being paralyzed over the decisions in front of you. 
if we stare mightily at God in his plan, then it doesn't matter if we made the right or wrong decision. Um, we know that, you know, we can trust him enough to know that if we made the wrong one, he'll bring good from it. He'll teach us something from it. So I know that was kind of long, but seriously, I love chapter seven. Go read the whole thing. So um, the reflection question for chapter seven this past week was, what fears do you have that prevent you from making a decision? So just something to think about. What, what fears do you have? So moving on to chapter eight, I don't think the rest of this will be quite as long as chapter seven, because like I said, it was my favorite. So chapter eight, consider the trade. She was talking about how um, she was in Connecticut and it was snowing out and there was so many broken trees. The trees had not been ready for snow. They still had their leaves on them. And so they were not ready to hold both leaves, the weight of leaves and the weight of the the snow and um, the snow came early and you know just broke so many trees and she was liking that as to there are some choices there are some things that we are holding on to like the leaves like those trees and we can't move forward we can't handle the next stage of life we can't handle um, you know the next choice or the next decision or the next season of life until we've given up some of some of our leaves, you know. On page 97, she had a quote, choices and consequences come in package deals. When we make a choice, we ignite the consequences that can come along with it. The good news is we have a choice. The bad news is we have a choice. You know, are we gonna hang on to our leaves or are we gonna hang on to those things that, that we think um, that, we're, that we're hanging on to? Are we going to hang on to them? And she also said in here about not making a decision is actually making a decision. Um, release. Um, just like those trees, sometimes in our life we need to release things. She was talking about an orange shirt that she released from her closet. And there's so many other things that I think of, you know. If we... If we I think what how I want to say this but if we choose to give up uh, something in our life it gives us opportunity to take on a new circumstance or think about a new circumstance or when we choose likewise if we choose to continue in something like say we choose con to continue to volunteer for something um, there might be someday and we hold on to that and we're like eh, it's not the best it's not working the best for our life but we choose to hold on to that. Um, we're actually making the choice to say no to some other things. You know, if um, something else comes up and we say, oh, yes, we actually want to do that. That sounds so exciting. And we don't give up the original thing we're volunteering for. We might find ourselves like the trees with an early snow. We might find ourselves in two positions, two volunteer positions and not be able to handle either one of them very well. And we might find ourselves breaking when we say yes to too many things. But sometimes when God asks us to release something, we need to do that because it, it brings us, if we look on page 100, it release brings us the gift of peace. It can now, re, we can now, um, you know, pick up something else. 
Just like a bare winter branch can receive the snow, sometimes we need to release something to get something better. And I've had that so many times in my life. God has asked me to, to release something and I give it back to him. And then, then I find there's something better in it for me. But if I would have never released it, I wouldn't have been ready for that, that next better thing, that better trade. So the, the thinking question, reflection question on this chapter was, what's taking up space in your life that could be better released and traded for peace? So just something something that I need to ask myself too, even in this even in this season of my life. Okay, moving on to chapter nine. And um so we we talked about we talked about considering the trade. Okay. We talked about making decisions, we talked about being paralyzed, we talked about considering the trade. Now this chapter nine is called Show Up to Practice. She was talking about her daughter who was pole vaulting and just go read the chapter. Um, it's another good one. But she just, she said about how her daughter was just showing up to practice, showing up to practice, showing up to practice. And eventually it clicked for her. She, she could pole vault. Um, she could get over it. And for us, that is how decision making is for us. We just have to keep practicing it and keep practicing it and keep practicing it. She was talking about how if she would have showed up to pole vault that day and instead of her daughter or beside her daughter, she has not practiced. So she would fall flat on her face, but her daughter has practiced over and over and over again. So she was practicing. She was, that's being like being a wise woman rather than being a wisdom of being a, a lady of folly or, um, if you read in Proverbs, how you got practice, a, a woman of wisdom practices, but a wisdom of folly just like, you know, makes decisions on a whim or doesn't, doesn't really think about it. Um, on page 109, she had a list of things that really were good. Um, when we show up to practice, we, we do it like this. We, we show up to practice, we accept God's word. We store up his commandments within us. We turn our ears to wisdom. We cry aloud for understanding. We call out to insight. We look for wisdom. Um, and we do this over and over again. And as we do this, this is practicing. This is showing up to practice making decisions. We just keep doing that over and over again. We accept God's word. We listen to God's word. We store up his commands. We turn our ears to wisdom. We ask other people for help. We cry aloud for understanding. And we just keep doing that over and over and over again. And that's that's how we really practice making decisions. So um, the question for chapter nine was, what does showing up for practice every day look like for you? How do you show up to practice to make decisions? So I hope this week has been great for you, and I look forward to next week. We're going to be reading chapter 10, 11, and 12.